This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast where we revisit sci-fi, fantasy, and just plain weird shows. This week, Freaky Links, episodes three and four. Do you, do you ever stop and think once about how what you do affects other people? Wait, do you mean you? Yeah, me. Well, I thought that you were part of the team. Team implies structure, Derek. It, it implies discipline. Your idea of a plan is to come to New York, crash my hotel room, crawl around under the city, and get arrested. You do everything like a surfer. You see a wave, you climb on. Somebody in front of you, plow right through them. I'm on a story. A story? Alligators under the sewers? Derek, come on. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast for internet conspiracy nuts. I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? That was pretty good. It was succinct. <laughs> Very succinct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, we're joined by a guest. Joe, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Longtime fan. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's true. I have, I have not aboard. listened to it nearly enough. Sorry. <laughs> I've dipped my toes in the water and I really like it. <laughs> but I was hoping yeah. you were just I was like, I have not listened. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. I have not listened. This is one of those instances where I do this. <laughs> like, I take it back. <laughs> we're, we're now revoking what was just said. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a great start. <laughs> well, um, Joe, uh, why... Um, let me rephrase that. Why would you ever come on this podcast <laughs> was the question. So, Joe, what is your like history with science fiction television? Are you a fan? Is this something you were like a fan of before? Or are you kind of like new to the genre? Oh, no, I'm definitely not new to it. Um, I have memories of coming back from preschool back when I lived in Oshawa. Um, <laughs> but like the only shows that were available to watch after that time uh, while like my mom was cooking dinner or whatever and my sister was like trying to just hurl toys at me um <laughs> were adam west batman okay and that was followed by uh like very very old episodes of doctor who and that kind of really informed my taste i think from that point forward and the after school programming from that point on did you ever understand the doctor who episodes because i watched them when i was a kid too and all i remember is <clears throat> he had curly hair because i think it was the 70s doctor and the and the, and the, the scarf. scarf yeah and I, but i didn't know what was happening i was like oh he's going through somewhere but i would watch it but i have no i had no, no clue either and that's why when they brought it back what in the early aughts like it was triggering for me i was like i don't i did i watch this before i feel like i didn't and then the daleks came i was like yeah i very much remember this i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i am very disturbed but so like you didn't stick around for the new doctor <laughs> I, a few seasons i think with right. um what's his face matt matt leblanc <laughs> yeah. can you was imagine he is he in it <laughs> I was going to say Matt Frewer, but that was also wrong. The American remake. Yeah. It's uh, just the entire cast of Friends. Um, They cycle those as Hmm. the Doctor. They each each get to be the Doctor. Yeah. The Ross season was rough. (laughs) I I have seen one episode of Doctor Who, part of it anyway, and it's I think the newer one. I just didn't understand it, so I moved on. And then the only other recollection I have is sometime when I was a kid, they rebooted an American Doctor Who, but it was only a pilot. Really? And I just remember watching it and I was like, oh, this is weird. And then there's just no more of them because it's a single <laughs> TV movie. And it wasn't Matt LeBlanc, right? Not that I remember, but maybe. Like 14-year-old Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> I 
up. They were trying something. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I guess then that means you've been uh, you've been watching science fiction for for quite a while. Oh yeah, and uh, I was raised in a Trek family, so very also clear memories of being out on my bike outdoors with friends playing and being active and then having to bail like right at seven o'clock because if <laughs> i wasn't home for tng my family's gonna be pissed <laughs> you're getting a spanking <laughs> wow that's different I, I don't remember my parents being uh terribly uh terribly supportive of me needing to get home to watch <laughs> right yeah that's I, my I, I actually remember throwing like a bit of a fit in the car being like we gotta get home it's almost time and they'd be like what's wrong with you like who cares it's not real that's my dad was always like it's not real he'd always tell me that anytime <laughs> over TV, he's like none of this is real and i remember once watching something and two people were kissing and my dad said you know that's not real kissing and on, uh, what he was meaning to tell me was this is all like it's all make-believe yeah but what i thought was that's not what it really looks when people oh, no. kiss and i was very and i was very nervous that oh no when it's my time to kiss someone i'm not gonna know what to do because i only know what they do on tv which why is a lot would, of moving heads yeah why would everyone lie about yeah this? why would they lie <laughs> What is I'm, the secret? I mean, some of the shows we've watched, I don't think those were good examples of how you kiss either. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we've seen some pretty bad kissing in these shows. Yeah. I also like the idea that your dad's just telling you none of this is real, but not just about television. He's just like everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. None of this is real. <laughs> Building disorder in your mind. Yeah. I don't know why he had... Why point that out to a child? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's get back. Let's get back on topic. Have you seen Freak Healing Sport? Were you aware of this show? I... So when I looked it up on IMDb and saw Ethan Embry, I had like uh, just like a, a sparkle of remembrance. There. Some, like some lost memory. It's ringing a bell. But no, I didn't watch it. At that time, I was probably watching Buffy or um, Roswell might have been around the I think same that's time. That's probably a very similar time period. Absolutely. Yeah, we were both probably better shows. <laughs> I mean, they were certainly, I think, more slanted towards maybe a teen girl audience that is right. true although yeah. don't you find ethan Embry's character irresistible oh, everyone else does he's so charming <laughs> yeah not really <laughs> <laughs> well before we get into it i just want to quickly clarify something because last week we weren't sure if the website for freaking leaks existed anymore mm -hmm. i had read some things that said it was offline now mm -hmm. but it is, in fact, on Haxton, the production company's website. They still have it completely archived and functional. What? Yeah, both Luke and I found it and talked about it earlier because we both found the... I went through it. Did you go through all the little links? I've clicked through a bunch of it. Uh, I figure we can dig into it a little more. I do like there's like little pieces from all these episodes. So I didn't, I didn't go into it too deeply, but I did check it out, see most of it's functioning. There's some some like crazy stuff on there. Like they're selling things, but not in a store. They're just like recommending movies to you. Yeah, it's odd. But they, you click through and it takes you to Amazon to buy that movie. What? It's not as bad as you would think. Like it's still the little uh, flash or whatever video. Yeah, the flash that still works and everything. So it's like the Space Jam website. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's never been taken down. Just, Is yeah. that right? Yeah, you can still go on. Well, I think it was taken down because they don't have the the domain anymore. Uh, but the production company kept it running in the back side, back end of their site. I think it's just like uh, an archival piece. Yeah. Um, but it's very funny because uh, my Chrome browser, every I had to, I had to turn on Flash so I could go there, and now it won't stop warning me that it's discontinuing Flash in December 2020. I'm like, this oh. is, that's the end of the free That's the end website. of that. Uh... What? You only got another year and a half to get to the Free Healings website. <laughs> so get to it, fans, freak, freak fans, whatever they called the shows, fans. Well, I, I they said in this they said in this episode he called them freakers. Oh, freakers! Mm -hmm. But in the first episode, and I forgot to note it. He referred to his fans as the Whack Pack in the first episode. <laughs> I like, oh no, that's way better. The Whack Pack whack is way pack better than the Freakers. Sure. And I also was just like, yeah, Whack Pack was the way to go. Yeah, Whack Pack. All right, Joe. Are you ready to get into this? Are you ready to start these two episodes? Let's, yeah. 
Let's yeah, dive we're, in. We're all whack packs. We're ready I'm, to... I'm ready to whack. <laughs> Let's all get ready to whack, everybody. Huh. That's what this podcast is now. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Here is the IMDb summary for episode three. Subject, Edith Keeler must die. A guy in an Edith Keeler must die shirt. Bracket. A reference to his Star Trek, the original series classic episode, City on the Edge of Tomorrow, and bracket, claims that, quote, mole people live in New York's subway tunnels and are behind the recent attacks on the city. That's it. That's the summary. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. I mean, sure. Why yeah. not? I like that they explained the reference in the title. I'm very yeah. glad they did. I know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known otherwise either. I didn't look it up. I, I made a note to Google it, and then I didn't Google it. Which I was too busy on the easy. Freaky Links website. Yeah. You know? <laughs> also, that man in the Edith Keeler shirt, must die shirt, is in it for a total 15 seconds. Yeah, if that. He, he flies by in a second. Yeah. At any rate, this week's Freaky Link, he sort of starts <laughs> off with a little bit of news footage bloopers, which I know is a huge genre fan. Or Jordan's a huge genre fan of yeah. that. Yeah. This was clearly not real, though. <laughs> you know? I've seen better. Like You've even better her bloopers. stumbling is yeah. very much rehearsed. Yeah, like I want like her throwing up and stuff on camera. <laughs> we're we're watching um I guess a New York weather person. She's she's doing a, a on location report, and in the background of the shot, a man sort of falls over. I guess he gets pulled into a sewer is what we come to learn, but it kind of looks like he does just fall down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we sort of pull out from this like found footage piece to uh, Derek, Jason, and Lan. Uh, watching the video while enjoying an anchovy pizza mm-hmm. uh, because I guess Derek's also a ninja turtle of some sort. Yeah, my note was his team seems to just feed him. He's such a loser who likes anchovies. <laughs> that was the note I made to myself. And also I like while they're watching it, the power goes out because he doesn't pay his power bill. Mm. But the computer also does it. They're just like, but good thing this computer has backup power. Then the Mac's all glowing. I'm just like, I'm so confused. I love when they have to add lines of dialogue in there that just fix a problem that no one really worried about. And it's like, but you made that problem. Yeah. Like, just don't have the power go out. Then you don't need to add that other line about how you have a generator. It's, then you have to have another line about how, where you bought it from. And I was like, who cares? It doesn't matter. No such thing as batteries in 2001? I'm, nope. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I, no, they came out in 2002. Right. I guess it, maybe it's battery powered. I, I have no idea. I was like, is this a special function that I was like, is this an ad for Max? <laughs> I wasn't sure. Like, did Max suddenly have a power function in 2000 that you're like, oh, it keeps maybe. running. At any rate, what this kind of sets off is because this attack happened in New York, they've got to uh, head to New York City to solve this freaky link. But of course, they're quite fortunate because Chloe, who teased us in the last episode that she had to go to New York to present a psychology paper or psychiatry paper. One of these things. One of those, yeah. She's in New York, and she's presenting her paper. Do you remember the paper's about? I do. Do you? Um, internet addiction and the effect on social deviant behavior. Pretty close. You are like almost on the money with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very much a I guess idea that maybe Derek is a social deviant. <laughs> Unrelated. Did I ever tell you that I was watching a documentary once about video game addiction and how it was ruining some people's life? And then at one point while I was watching the documentary, I knew one of the guys that was on it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And about like, it was just a guy I met like kind of passing. And he was one of the people that were like, my life is falling apart because I can't stop playing video games. I was like, hey, look, it's that guy. I know him. I know him. I it. <laughs> Anyways. And you know what I, he was doing when I met him? Playing video games. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Anyway. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this, this, this public deviant thing kind of transitions into the Freaky Link gang all showing up out of nowhere at a hotel in New York to kind of investigate this uh, sewer snatching, what they think is might be alligators in the sewers. 
And I got to say, uh, you didn't get to see the first two episodes, I don't believe. No. And I debated it, and I thought it'd be more fun to go in blind and ask a lot of questions about things that I found very confusing. Well, you're not, you're not wrong to not have watched the first two. <laughs> Great. Yeah. But I will say, Derek in this episode seems to have become unhinged. I don't know what the writers are trying to, or his performance, what they're trying to get across. Is it that he's cool? Is it that he's a slacker? Is it that he's... He's he's like an everyman because he just comes across to me like an annoying loser. I I just find him to be annoying every time. It's like they're they're hinging the show on him, and I was like, I don't I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I mean, when he walked into the hotel, his eyes were just bugging out of his head. He was just eating a container of French right. fries, <laughs> and people were talking to him, but he didn't seem to be like engaging or understanding. I like I was just like I don't know what's happened. He seems to have lost his mind. Well, and that's my entry point to this guy too. Aside from his like little spiel about fancy food being served on a bed of rice, yes, oh, yeah. that's right, Which, that's right. No, he it's it was that he always says that. If there's one thing we know about expensive food, it always comes on a bed of something. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a great theory! What a yeah. freaky link. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's put that up debate. But yeah, he was like so high energy, like he had just eaten a full bag of candy and I, then wandered I, in. I think what they were trying to do, and it's sort of the B plot of this whole episode, is that. Chloe, uh, which you may not know, was his twin brother who died. That's her, his fiance. Fiance. Yeah, but uh. but he died. Maybe killed himself. We don't know. Mm-hmm. He lit a lot of candles. It's a little freaky. To know. Um, it was a little freaky. And uh, <laughs> um, the whole point, obviously, is that she doesn't feel like you know they're a little bit young and stupid. And she wants to go on, move on with her life. And there's this like push and pull of of her responsibilities versus her feelings or whatever it might be and i think because of that they've upped the weirdness of derek's character to give her something to push back to push you guys but it's it seems out of the ordinary even for a character where we haven't really established what he's like we know he's kind of a loser yeah but this is like he might have like some sort of i I can't say it he might have some sort of disorder <laughs> just cut well, that <laughs> I will, all of us are sidestepping yeah it's here i will yeah. say uh because this is the closest there's a moment in here where jason derek and lan like the core the core for healing team are in the hotel room watching an old movie that's like about a out like a reptile attacking a city so like the idea that alligators are under new york and as they're doing it i realize i'm like Oh, is the idea that they're just stoned all the time? Oh. Because it looked because they were it, sitting it there looked like that. laughing and eating snacks. And I'm like, that would explain a lot if the idea was now that just like these are just a bunch of stoners who like wander around with cameras. And that would make a lot more sense to me. Well, yeah. it, it almost felt like they were trying to do a thing where it was an episode from Chloe's perspective where it could have been everything's heightened and everything's weird. But that's not what they did. Like you'd be like, oh, I get it. It's that kind of. I mean, the X-Files did that in episode two. Yeah. Where it's from the other people's point of view and everything's exaggerated. But no, it's just they're all weirder in this episode because they're not as much in the next one. That's no. true. That's interesting, actually. I wonder if that is the case if... I think it's giving too we, much. Well, we found out... I mean, it's probably even a bit of credit. We did find <laughs> out they rewrote these episodes a bit to try to like add some comedy to them after they were sort of per, half produced. Oh, okay. Yeah, originally it was just, it was just straight dark, supposed to be scary show. And then someone went... Um, that's not going to work. Let's just add funny scenes in. So they rewrote and reshot a bunch of stuff. And now it's this weird mishmash. And that's yeah. what this show is where you're well, like, I was going to say it's a lot funnier than I was expecting. But when did this air? Like what time? Oh, it- oh I can tell you when it aired. It originally, uh, there was three shows. It was supposed to air at 
uh, 8 p.m. on a Friday night, and mm-hmm. Fox had two shows, and they were Freaky Links and Night Visions, which I don't know if anyone remembers. But they had a choice of which one to play on because they had a new show called World's Wildest Police Videos, which was being a huge hit. Mm-hmm. So they had to bump one of them. They bumped uh, Night Visions, and so the lineup was uh, World's Wildest Police Videos at 8, and Freaky Links played at 9 on Fridays. All right. That tracks. Yeah, but but both of them, they all got canceled, also except for Wildest Police <laughs> Videos. I think except that's still that, going. That's still that's just YouTube now. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think to your point that like maybe this episode is a little bit from Chloe's perspective in that there's another character that kind of comes and he's like a cop, a psychologist who knew her and her old boyfriend and he's like a bit of flirty with her like at some point he's like sorry i hit on you so hard after he committed suicide yeah <laughs> like it's calm a, down yeah. wayne jeez yeah. wayne's really going for it <laughs> however i'm gonna i'm gonna defend is his name wayne is that his name it's wayne i'm gonna yeah. defend wayne a little bit because we are as a viewer supposed to hate him immediately just because he's wearing a suit he d- he's done nothing you get the implication yes he hit on someone in a He's Not apologizing a, well, though. Yes, he did apologize, even though he, he knew he did something very stupid, which it clearly was. But for the rest of the episode, the Derek character's like, look at this jerk off. I'm like, he hasn't done anything. And he like, he tries to help them and everything. He didn't do anything wrong. He just he just happens to look like a classic like villain from a 1980s movie. Yeah. But well, he didn't do anything wrong. He's, I was like, this is a Shooter McGavin. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is just from an Adam Sandler movie. He's the bad guy because he's handsome and in a suit. <laughs> Yeah, that's that exactly what this Saying is. Saying things like, I hope not too impenetrable. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know what's funny you mentioned that? What's his face's character? Ethan Embry's character, Derek, is very much like an Adam Sandler character in this episode. That's that, that's not bad. Yeah. I will I will also give something to Wayne too. Uh when when they're introduced and he's like, Oh, this is my this is my ex husband or ex fiance's brother Derek. He's running the website. It's called Freaky Links and he's like, Freaky Links? What is that? Some sort of internet sausage company? <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good and i was thinking we should get the domain and start an internet sausage company <laughs> called freaky links that's a great business <laughs> is it a great business i Just, think so it's always about if you have the name first banks will give you any sort of loan if they if you get that person the bank loan person they laugh They're like links i get it sausages yeah you can have all the money you want <laughs> dude straight to the top yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that kind of sets up what the given the tug is in this episode is like is Chloe going to kind of go into this psychiatric world where she's been training for a long time and, you know, where people clearly like her and think she's quite respected there? Or is she going to kind of go along with Derek on this, like, wild adventures with the Free Healings team? Yeah. With poor Jason, who still barely gets lost. Literally yeah. throw herself in the gutter. <laughs> By the way, I because I, uh, Luke mentioned it in the last uh, podcast episode that uh, Jason doesn't get any lines and get he just walks around. Line. So I I, uh, I marked the time code when he had his first line. 12 minutes and 53, up, 53 <laughs> seconds into the episode Aww. was his first line. And he was in all the scenes up to that point. Oh my God. Oh, We're just calling him wallpaper at this point. <laughs> he is almost in every scene. Yeah. They just allow him nothing to do or nothing to speak. He's just there. They actually should just do something like just have him like in the background like playing with yo-yos and stuff. And they just like it just can get more and more odd the things he's doing in the background because he just has nothing to do but i don't think the show is that well, good a sense and like when they're looking for him later in the episode i remember i was painting my room when i did my first <laughs> round of this it's not a great show to just listen to if you're distracted and on a chair you're like i don't hear jason mm. at all oh i hear jason i hear ethan emery screaming jason <laughs> like 18 <laughs> times in two minutes <laughs> you're a character right jason <laughs> jason. <laughs> jason just stares blankly not answering <laughs> At any rate, the game kind of kicks off the plot here because they want to kind of find out what happened with this guy who fell into the sewer. They uh, they they crash a, a like a Good Morning America style live TV show 
where they where that weather woman is giving her like weather report outside they they all hold up signs that say what happened to the man in the sewer you make fun but it works it works she chats with them and kind of says i don't really know what happened my boss thinks i faked it and we kind of go into what you'll you've seen in this next episode is coming i think it's it's a bit of the structure of the show is they do this like pov interview footage of where they interview a bunch of randos around the city yeah in this case it was uh it was it was some guy in that shirt there was a, like a weird homeless man there's like a bunch of weird new yorkers they interview well it's funny because they do this but you never really get any information well <laughs> what i think they're doing and i'm going to defend it okay i, I know what i'm okay I'll, I'll let you go i know what you think they're doing i'm going to disagree because i think they're just wasting time it's it's a way of like laying out all the potential theories of what they're going to investigate is because basically every person they talk to gives them another theory like the three theories are it's alligators it's mole people or it's mental patients ronald reagan let loose in the 80s i are, did not catch that one <laughs> are, the, are the possibilities of what's happening and i like it because it's a sets up three possible red herrings and also it's very quick i don't have to like hear too much exposition they don't have to do a lot it's just like bang 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 one of these things is going to happen. I would have liked if the fourth option was, it's also just Ronald Reagan. <laughs> He's still down there. He's just down there. I mean, it would make as much sense, I guess. I think he was dead at this point, wasn't he? Was he dead by 2000? 2000? It doesn't really matter. Joe, you're a historian about American <laughs> you love You love Reagan. Uh, he's definitely in the sewer. That's my vote. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, basically, it's all a setup to like set up what our expectations are. And then they finally do go into the sewers themselves and... What, they like meet a bunch of street kids down there. You sort catch... of like Free Willy style. It's just there's this whole subculture of sewer teens. <laughs> it, it's funny. I thought too. I thought Ninja yeah. Turtle style, like the movie Ninja Turtles, where they were all pickpockets. Yeah. I guess it depends on what you were watching at the time, what you, what these little homeless children remind you of. Every generation has their yes, subset right. of homeless children in the. They were they were like they all looked like teenage models. They were like the least convincing. Children under well, it's the because sewers. they were stealing designer clothing. They were. They did have very nice clothes, on. and a lot of hair gel too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, my favorite name of though one of that one of them was named Bink. Mm-hmm. It's Great. a real tough guy, Bink. Bink was a real tough guy. Uh, I also noticed this comes up a few times. Right? One of them seems to be a rapist. Get super rapey. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Is there what? I don't remember that. Oh yeah. Well, when they first catch, like they catch the Hercules team down there, and they steal their camera. And they're like, they're like, give us back our camera. And one of them is just like, looks at Lana. She's like, we'll take her instead. Yeah, he says something like a little piece of this one. Oh, geez, I don't remember that. I must yep. be painting my room too. <laughs> and then, I didn't catch it when I was painting. <laughs> and then later, Chloe will interview that same one in a jail cell. And he says, if my hands weren't tied to this chair, yeah. it was it was insane. I'm like, who is this monster you've got? Like, he should be in prison. Yeah. No, he should be in the sewer. He's a monster, <laughs> like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, th there's kind of this sewer thing. We get we get to talk to these street kids. We find out ever all the street kids stay out of Tunnel th 14. Yep. Because there's always a weird tapping down there. Which mm -hmm. tunnel again? Uh, 14. Uh, one more time. Is it 14? <laughs> okay. 14? I didn't quite get it from the episode either. Yeah. When they said it. It's very important yeah. because we're we we get so much geography of under the ground, like we can really <laughs> tell where we are at any given moment. So it's important for us to know which tunnel they're in. <laughs> Um, but while they're down there, also the cops have a tunnel raid. A like, they're the all usual. arrested immediately. Yeah. Let me make one little one little note before that. Right before this, it shows they're eating rats, and for no reason, Derek grabs the barbecued rat and begins eating it too. My question is, why? 
All of it. Why? Why? Because one, I don't think they'd be barbecuing rats down there. They're clearly stealing stuff. They could probably steal some food. And even if they were barbecuing rats, was he trying to ingratiate himself into the society so that he could be undercover? There's no reason for him to eat this rat other than isn't he a crazy kooky guy? Don't you love him? I think this is something I was wondering about and I didn't look into it. Is Jackass popping at this point? Oh, Uh, maybe. You think this is sort of like a, can you believe it? We can put this in a commercial. Well, I'm kind of wondering if, because they're, they don't know who this character is clearly. Like sometimes he's one thing, sometimes he's another, sometimes like, but they're like, they're trying to make him that cool guy with the camera all the time. And I'm wondering if like, is this like, are they trying to like, maybe they're like, maybe we give him a little Johnny Knoxville. Like he eats a weird rat. Like maybe that will make you like him. Maybe. Kids. Like it just <laughs> seems like they're trying to find stuff like kids. You like this, right? <laughs> I just hope it just gets more and more desperate. He just keeps trying more and more stuff. What if I do blackface? Like, no, 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 don't do <laughs> no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> Work for Al Jolson. What else can you eat? <laughs> <laughs> um, at any rate, they're all arrested in the sewers. Chloe and Wayne have to leave the conference to bail them out. And this is kind of where Derek and Chloe kind of get in their big fight. It's a bit low stakes, but just like, who are you choosing? The upper crust ivory leaguers or us, the sewer people, the sewer, your sewer friends? <laughs> I ate rat today. But again, it was, <laughs> it was a weird episode to put as the third episode because we haven't really established by episode three what her relationship is with the team because they haven't still decided what Chloe is because in episode one, it was like, she might be like a tough kind of action girl. And then by episode two, they're just like, no, she's just pretty. And then by episode three, it's like, she's she's the brains. She's no. the brains. It's yeah. like, so this episode, maybe it would have worked better if it was like episode 10 or so. But, you know, what? what's the, what it's like. Good season cliffhanger. <laughs> Will Chloe yeah. stay? Will Chloe yeah. stay? Or hurl herself into a manhole yeah <laughs> where he's where he's eating a rat there you go i mean essentially the, they drive a wedge between them briefly here which is basically leads to them like well we better go get our van since we can't stay at our hotel anymore and of course since they're so irresponsible the van's been towed they have to take the subway to uh get to the impound lot to get the van out and there's this whole conversation about uh well, we don't have any money hurrying up this van out of there Yes. I'm sorry. I'm pointing <laughs> because I know where this is Go going. Ahead. Well, and all of a sudden, Lon pulls out like a wad of cash and is accused of moonlighting. And I don't know if we ever found out for what. I, that it, it was very weird. And also, like, they don't pay her and they're upset with her for, like, needing to work to survive. Yeah. How dare you, Lon? I assume she did tech support. That seems accurate. I mean, that's that's probably pretty likely. She seems to know a lot of people. She seems pretty connected, actually. She's, yeah. she's one of the few people on that team who has it. Has it together. Who, yeah, has, has some sort of sense to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also I also note that while they're discussing how they have no money, this is one of Jason Stu's lines. He's like, we got no money, but at least we got Warren G. Hardy's finger in that, ba- Harding's no. finger in that bag back home. Yeah. And no, but then the joke is she says, it's not his finger. Yeah, it's his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got his dick in a bag. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he spent his money on. Jason, thanks for that. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Quality you came out. You don't talk often, but you when see, you do. You can just see the actors just flipping through the script. He's like, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this whole thing is basically to get them into a subway tunnel. So as they come off the train, they see Bink, who is sold in their camera, still with their camera, running off down a subway tunnel. Bink. Bink. And they, they sort of take off after him to like try to get back there their camera their their stolen property and i like they they run out of the tunnel and they're like they lose and they're like let's split up and they like split up for 
four seconds <laughs> like they walk away from each other and then they turn a corner and bump into each other again they're like oh thank god it was too scary without you i was like that was a, the weirdest the weirdest split up i've ever seen and what do they find oh, by the way i wrote mink not bank but that's mink. just just my note that his name is mink i can't tell which name is tougher yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they find uh, Bink or Mink or whatever his name is, and his face is being bitten away. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Something ate his face. Uh, but they get their camera back, so. That's the important thing. He was just street trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new line of what everything. You're always just like, yeah, you're just street trash. <laughs> um, but yes, they, they, they kind of go. They're like, hey, we better go tell someone about this, this murdered street kid. They bring Wayne since he's a cop down there, but... Obviously, the kid's missing, and Wayne's sort of like, don't listen to these crazy people, Chloe. You need to focus on your craft. But, but let me make the point. Wayne took time out of his schedule and went down into the sewer. So he maybe he's a jerk, but he, he's being nice enough to come down and try to help them. He is trying to help. You're right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm being too mean point to Wayne. Point Wayne, sure. Yeah. Point Wayne. And I, to be fair, when they're down there, he's like, there's nothing down here, guys. So I came down here in my $3,000 suit <laughs> for this crap. <laughs> no one's face is even being eaten away. But Chloe kind of believes them that they bumped into something because while they were down there, they did see a crazy white-faced monster mm-hmm. that chased them out of the sewers. And uh, what we'll come to learn is a mole person. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, what, what, what were the options? What one was that? Uh, mental patients, at least by Ronald Reagan in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Alligators yeah. and mole people. So it was an option three with mole people. Yep. I won't lie. I was hoping for alligators, but mole people do, I guess. Yeah. Do you guys remember there was a, a Japanese uh, TV show called... Um, bonsai and it was a betting game i do remember that. no we should uh future freaky links episodes when your talking head interviews happen bonsai it <laughs> place money on what it actually is going to be yeah, because it, i tell you episode four threw me for a loop i had no clue where that was going so. i will say it's working the, the idea that like they lay out three possible weird suggestions and then they're like well it's this instead i'm like okay great it's working for me yeah um but they kind of go into a research montage now they kind of look into mole people who uh communicate via echolocation mm-hmm. that's very important for mole people hence the tapping they um they've been under new york city uh, since before the city was built because they are uh, an offshoot of humanity they're uh, cave people who never left the caves yeah uh, it's all hollow earth crap i stopped paying attention yeah but i guess <laughs> what they kind of say is a, a hollow earther who is building a um, pneumatic train in the 1800s was attacked by them down there and he kept like writing books about the hollow earth after that i could have used more hollow earth information i i was really into that actually because it i mean flat earthers now but what are you doing building an underground train if you know this is a possibility well they leaned into in the other episode the uh roanoke colony they leaned into that a lot more than they leaned into this they sort of like haven't decided how much of these myths they're gonna kind of go into they were just like i think it's enough that we just see their mole people i think i think that explains enough yeah. look at his face <laughs> it's weird he's got a weird weird mole face yeah i do like that they're pale because they would be pale they would be that just makes sense yeah i honestly the first time i saw them i thought they were skeletons <laughs> i thought they were being menaced by skeletons underground and i'm like oh they're they're people they're I, just pale i see um but yeah this is kind of where they figure out this whole research thing and during this research period chloe like pieces together that lands in love with Derek. And then they push it hard. She's kind of mean about it, too. Yeah. Well, Very mean. the actress who plays uh, Chloe, she's always kind of smiling. I don't know if anyone knows. It's like weird, every line she yeah. does, she kind of smiles. And I I guess that's a choice. But you're right. When she's kind of gently teasing 
Lan about it. it or um, is she teasing Lan about she's it? She's teasing Lan. Yeah, Lan in this episode. In the next episode, she teases Derek, Derek about, about it. it yeah. But she's smiling the whole time, and I'm like, "You look really mean." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's real sarcastic. She's yeah. just subtly undermining that whole potential relationship. Mm-hmm. Sneaky. Uh, well, I would rather that than the weird relationship with her dead bo- brothers. Like yeah. Dead brother. I don't know what. I can't tell if they're trying to set up a love triangle, or if they're just like. Or we're just like, I'm trained to be like, Chloe's the love interest. I'll tell you what. Guaranteed if there's a love triangle, who won't be in it? Jason. Jason <laughs> just be standing nearby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm here, too. Put your hand on the back of her head. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> he gives pointers. He's a real Cyrano de Bergeron. <laughs> but you don't hear them. He just leans over. Yeah, he just frame. leans them. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jason. <laughs> anyway, they do this whole research montage and... If you were worried that Chloe wouldn't get a chance to present her paper, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, she does. They suddenly pause all the action. They're like, Lan, come with me to watch me present my paper. At In 15 minutes. 15 minutes. <laughs> we must race across town. It also seems to be the middle of the night. Chloe didn't make it. We just... In real life, she did not make it. She didn't. No. She didn't. Know. It, was, it was too far to get to. But while they're kind of presenting this paper, Derek and Jason are like, "Well, let's go prepare to go under." Th-. They, they just like seem to be like, "We're gonna go into the sewers while you present the paper," and for what? Like they open the sewer grate, and then a mole person just walks by and grabs Jason <laughs> as they're getting in. I, they were like, "Jason's captured." He like, puts one foot in the sewer and he's captured. <laughs> Um, but wasn't there, is there a scene missing because Chloe and Lan are at, the, yes, they leave to go to the presentation. Yeah. They go to the presentation and then you see Jason get captured, captured and then immediately they like have to run away. But I'm like, how did they know? I, I think the YouTube edit is slightly off. I think we missed like a split second off the commercial break. Like clearly cut a commercial out and left it. Cause when you come back, she's in the middle of her presentation and then they stand up and they run out. And I, I'm not sure. It might be the quality too. I'm wondering if maybe they had that because they all had headsets on. Oh, maybe. So yeah. I'm wondering if they could just hear him getting captured. But like, there seemed to be like a half a second where you caught how they knew. And I think it might have just been the YouTube clip we had. But what it looks like is they're just suddenly giving a presentation. Went sorry, gotta go. I just sense <laughs> we, danger. We gotta hey, run. Thanks, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, what happens? They run out of there. Jason. He's being dragged away by mole people. Derek goes in the sewer to chase him down. And we kind of have this weird thing. Uh, Lan and Chloe have the maps. And they're giving him directions <laughs> from above ground. Well, he runs around below ground, which these walkie-talkies are amazing. They're going mm-hmm. through the, the streets. And it's like a weird chase sequence. Like nothing, like nothing. They're just kind of giving directions. Finally, he finds uh, another manhole underneath the ground, yeah. which I guess leads to this pneumatic train tunnel, I guess. And when he gets down there, he finds the injured Jason laying there. Lots of mole people everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because mole people have sensitive hearing, he just causes like feedback to happen with his mic. Yeah. The mole people scatter. And then it's just like another chase sequence where they're now running away from the mole people to get out of out of the sewers. And it's also like it's all happens what feels like four minutes, but nothing necessarily really it's just like a bunch of chase sequences. And they kind of basically escape with footage of mole people and Freaky Link is solved? Yeah, ta-da, the end. <laughs> We're going to post this online. I like that they show it to Wayne at the end. They're like, Wayne, check out these mole people. And he's like, eh, maybe. Yeah. He's like, uh, they might be mole people. And they're like, can you talk to the cops about this? He's like, eh, I don't know if I want to. I have one nitpicky note. At the very beginning of this episode, where you watch the footage, the bloopers of the news, 
what you see in the background is someone walking over a grate and he's just grabbed. Yeah. It like it happens really fast. You're like, oh, those mole people are real fast or alligators, whatever you think they are at that point. But the very end of the episode, the the moles are cha- mole, moles. The moles are chasing them, and they go up and they get through. They you know last second they get over the the grate. They close the gate on the mole people, and the, Jason and and Derek are like, oh, oh, we did so well. And we're laughing, and they're on the grate. I'm like, why don't they just grab them through the grate? Yeah, they did it. They did it earlier. They clearly have that ability. Come on, guys. <laughs> moles, get get your get it together. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to wrap the episode is we get to see Chloe make her decision. She She's like, they're like, come with us in our Freaky Links van and we'll do adventures. And Wayne's just like, why don't you hang out here with me? We'll go on a cool date. Uh-huh. But she makes her choice. Yeah, The wrong one. Chloe's in the mood for a road trip. She, she yeah. says. Uh, and they drive away to the sounds of Cat Stevens. Nope. Nope. Cat Power. Cat Salty Power. Dog. <laughs> Cat Power Salty Very Dog. Very different end of the episode. Very different episode. Cats My version had Cat Stevens. Yeah. Cats in the cradle in the soup. That's also not Cat Stevens. Oh, oh we well. both got it wrong. Well. <laughs> X. Zal <laughs> <laughs> Gold. And uh, that's that. That was, another, that was another glorious home run by uh, the Freaky Links team. I do like how much music they're putting into these episodes of like, content, like most, of the, most of the musicians, because at the end of every episode, they're like, you might, if you like the music in this episode, you should buy these albums. Like, one out of three of these albums are ones I've heard of. The other two, I just have no idea what they're talking about. Every time. Yeah. Every time. I'm like, oh, two, you didn't make it. <laughs> anyway, so that wraps that episode. Let's let's get into the next one, and then we'll uh, maybe break down this all before we wrap up the show. Let me say, before you say the name of the episode of episode four, it should be called Tennessee Bigfoot, right? What is it called? Oh, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> it should be Tennessee Bigfoot. Here's the IMD summary for episode four. Subject, Colacanth this Oh, yeah, Tennessee Vic was way better. <laughs> Derek, this is impossible. That's what they said about the coelacanth. What's that? It's this fish that everybody thought was extinct, but it isn't. And it's about to be blown out of the water by this. What, a, a pterodactyl man? A pteranodon, actually. They're much bigger. <laughs> Hold on, Derek. This whole Civil War thing could just be a hoax. No, 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 guys, Derek. Do the math. If you count backward in roughly 23 to 30-year chunks... Wait, look, Mom's right. If you count back every 30 years, you, you end up during the Civil War, right? Am I right? Am I doing the math right? It's close enough if you allow for cyclical variants. What if this whole Thunderbird legend was based on some prehistoric throwback, all right? And, and, and it hibernates for 30 years. And then it comes out and it flies around, eats some people, and checks out new car models. <laughs> and we can prove that by getting it on tape. Uh. Derek suspects that a prehistoric creature has survived to this day. Bracket. Just like the prehistoric fish species, Colacanth, and Bracket and is killing people in the woods near a conspiratorial small town. The locals and the sheriff refuse to help him. Is that written by the same person who wrote the previous one? It's got the same vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, none of them were credited, so I'm not sure, but like the brackets in the middle of the explanation seem to be the case. They, they like to like explain the title mm-hmm. to you. Which, oh, I appreciate that. To be it's honest, helpful. is very helpful. Yeah. What did we say uh, was uh, the, the fans called? Freaker Breakers, what they called? Freakers? The, the Whack Pack? pack? <laughs> the Whack Packs. He's a real Whack Packer. Remember of the Whackbacks. <laughs> Whackbacker. Is it, is it too late to change drags? <laughs> yeah. The way, hey, hey, Whackpackers. Anyway, that's the voice we use. Um, so we kind of return to a trope we haven't seen since the first episode uh, with Derek narrating the episode or uh, mm. recording a podcast. Apparently. I was going to say, is this sort of Carrie Bradshaw business like typical or just a one-off? How many times now? Four episodes. Two, Two twice. Twice. Twice, yeah. They did it in one 
and it felt like they just needed to fill out the pilot because they had to reshoot so much of it. Oh, uh, yeah. This one feels a little more organic. Organic. It just, it, it's just odd. It feels, I, every time I watch it, I'm just like, it is just like he's recording a podcast for mm-hmm. his website in a time where that was another thing I didn't to do. mind this as a, as a narrative device as like, I'm going to tell you the story of what happened. You, you won't believe why I've got this band-aid well yeah <laughs> he's all he's a little beaten up so you're like yeah. oh something exciting happened yeah and he's wearing an undershirt yes and i think the point was like isn't he sexy but i was like i don't know if he is he's so tough his eyebrows a little scuffed up <laughs> was his, his eyebrows scuffed up his eyebrows scuffed up but his uh, shirt is crystal white mm. <laughs> he cleaned up he had yeah. a little, little laundry day before he started this <laughs> podcast um <laughs> the episode starts with them driving back from a failed attempt to find the tennessee bigfoot as previously mentioned mm-hmm and uh, it's Derek, it's Chloe, it's Jason, lands back home, and they come across a flipped over car in the road. But my favorite part of this is that Chloe actually says one of my favorite line in all television shows, hey, what am I doing here? Like that's, It's the classic, <laughs> like, you come back from commercial break, and why are we doing this again? And wh- why, why is that? Who's that person? And so she, I like that she actually says what the audience saying. Like, why would Chloe be there? She's got nothing. Why is Jason there? Adding nothing. That's not Jason's fault. He's driving. Actually, yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> oh. I, I I wonder if you did you <laughs> Sorry. Did you like this because when he starts telling the narrative, he's just like, We were driving down a country road and then it cuts the show with the car driving down the road and then it stops. He's like, Oh wait, did I mention it was dark and stormy? And then it cuts back and now it's pouring rain. I didn't mind that. I thought that might be something you would enjoy, maybe. Yeah. It's did you, did you not like it? No, I did. It was kind of a cute uh like meta narrative. I thought if you're gonna do the voiceover you might as well do stuff like that and play with it a little bit because that feels like maybe a tone this show could have because it hasn't landed on a tone yet but i don't know if that's what they were going for i mean it was certainly playful i I will say this episode particularly the last episode a bit too there's a sense of fun to them that wasn't in the previous episodes it's maybe not perfectly gelled but at least they're like oh maybe this show is just fun maybe it's not a dark science fiction show maybe it's not a comedy either but maybe it's just kind of like scooby-doo on a side note i've been reading a little like you know interviews and stuff that the the cast and crew were doing at the time and it seems like the tone of all the interviews are very apologetic and because the first couple episodes had aired and like the ethan embry's like oh, don't worry guys like it's not gonna be dark and scary like it's gonna get a lot more fun wait till episode four trust me it's gonna be more fun and this is like like they just see cancellation coming you know oh, and they're right. just trying their best anyway to your point well that i mean i mean that's pretty much what happened i think after the first four episodes it was basically put on permanent hiatus only to come back four months later yeah <laughs> like i think it was a, i think it was a rough go probably when they're promoting this show <laughs> writing was on the wall mm-hmm. um in the road of this flipped over vehicle they they basically find an injured woman who's been injured and she's trying to tell them that her boyfriend was dragged off by something and uh, they can't find the boyfriend but they sort of bring her back into town go to the local diner and they're in and who's she played by i don't know yeah she looks familiar erica christensen she's an actress you'd recognize her she's fake julia styles is how i know that's right (laughs) that's how she refers to herself too and you can even tell on the youtube quality content (laughs) she she comes to restaurants and like who are you getting you famous she's like yeah, some fake Julia Styles. I'm like, oh, your table's ready over there. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Didn't even notice. Uh, mm-hmm. That's on me. <laughs> but yeah, they they bring her back to uh, Owensmouth, Georgia, where um, the local sheriff kind of takes over the case. He uh, informs them that he's found the boyfriend and that uh, they should just get out of town. Please yeah. feel free to just leave he's, our town. He's running them out of town, but in the most polite possible way. He's giving way. them such good directions of how to <laughs> GTFO. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I, it's very funny because he tells them that he's very polite, 
But as soon as he does that, they're just like, well, now we're not leaving. Now, now we're going to stay. Except for Jason. He's like, can we please leave? Guys, I don't want to investigate this rampant bear problem. Yeah, that's what they say, right? We They say it's a rampant bear problem. I mean, throughout the episode, they're constantly referring to the bear problem. They're like, it's probably bears. Uh, bears. It's a bears. Uh, I think there are bears. It's some politician just ran on that. <laughs> I'm going to stop all these bear problems. And they're like, just keep pushing the bears. What I like is Chloe, upon hearing the name of the town, she's like, I recognize this town for some reason. And I thought it was because she had some history there. But what we find out is in some book she read, actually they call Lan, who's, I guess, back home. And they're like, hey, Lan, can you uh, find this really obscure book on your shelf? Uh, would you mind looking something up for me in about a... Uh, Owen's mouth. Owen's mouth. She's like, uh, okay. He's like, it says in 1973, uh, a man had a psychotic break and said he saw an ancient evil forest god there. And I was like, how did you remember that? She's like, yeah, yeah, that was what I remember. That's right. It was that 1973 reference. It's such a weird, a weird pull for her to be. Well, you can remember the exact sort of vaguely titled psychology book that it's in, but you don't remember that story. That's one of the character traits we haven't haven't learned from Chloe yet, that she also has total recall. (laughs) Except for that story. Yeah, except for that (laughs) story. Which was nothing. It was just a man who had a psychotic break and saw a a forest god. (laughs) But this is also the point where in the last episode, she was really teasing... uh, Lan that that she was in love with uh, Derek in this episode she's teasing Derek that Lan's in love with her and it's as if she is a writer of the show who's trying to convince the audience that this is something they should be invested stay in stay tuned guys there yeah. there's gonna be a love triangle yeah, I like, no swear no cares <laughs> let's see this Tennessee Bigfoot <laughs> yeah that's what I'm in it for <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't care about Lan <laughs> you don't want to see if Lan gets love no I don't care no. um we go into that uh I guess the the gimmick they do on the show where now it's interview footage. We interview a a biker at a gas station, a kid on a little bicycle, some some welder, and uh, they all kind of give their theories to what's going on in the woods that could have attacked this man. Yeah, oh, and the very they? chatty waitress. Oh, oh that's yeah, right. Yeah, who who has a fun little uh, pig hat? Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I don't know where s- she works. But... You assume they assume a pig there, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's not just something like a punishment. Just really hey, demeaning uniforms. Yeah, like. You know what you did wrong again? You have to wear the piggy hat, piggy. And she's like, oh, no, the piggy hat. They're, they're punishing her because she clearly says, she's like, I'm not going to be a waitress. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. She's a bear denier. She's a bear denier. <laughs> she also says, I really like that movie, The Blair Witch Project. I think I'm going to make it later. Oh, that's so. They're the people that were involved in the show. Yeah. So it's just this painful reference. Wah, winking wah. Nod. I, I don't know if you know on the website. There's quite a bit of writing about how much Derek hates The Blair Witch Project on the website. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They, they really find it very funny to reference it. At any rate, what they kind of find out of the possible theories or what's going on in the woods are, uh, hold on, I wrote them down and I've lost them here. Place your bets now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time that we will place our bets. It is bears. Uh, it is haunted. And it's the boyfriend was a drunk. Oh, that's right. They really they really push on this poor guy that like, he's just a drunk. And they have, then they even show footage of like, the pie guy, he can't even have a drink without uh, people f- videotaping it and then using that as evidence. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's just drinking and driving everywhere. It's his own fault this happened. I mean, the waitress was at this homecoming party they were at. She taped it. That's kind of why they knew where they were. But I guess the boyfriend and the girlfriend decided they were going to stay in the woods that night in camp. And like that's so she's like, I know where they were. I'll give you I'll draw a map on my pig hat so you can get there. <laughs> I also like that. She's like she meets Derek for two seconds. She's like, do you want to come by later and watch some of the movies I've made? Because uh you're very handsome and uh, i wish you'd come and i was just like where's this coming from he's he just, the handsome lead that all the ladies love he just yeah. has to like show up with his wild eyes and like every woman is there <laughs> it's wild eyes his three layered shirts <laughs> <laughs> so many layers uh, it's it's the challenge to getting all those layers yeah, off. yeah this will take a while 
<laughs> but yes, they, they head out to the woods where this campsite was, and they find a very trashed campsite and hear the, the sound of an alarm going off on a wristwatch. And uh, they find that watch hanging from a severed hand on a tree. Yeah, that was something. This is the point I realized um, that the show purchased one really good SFX arm and we'll probably continue to use it in all episodes because I'm pretty sure that was Bink's hand. <laughs> oh, the right. previous you might episode. be right. And I was like, that's smart. Just show like one limb. And now in this episode, they keep showing the same one limb over and over and over oh, again. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That smart. is good. That is good. Something we need to look for in uh, episode five and six. Will there be the same left hand? Yeah. Will, yeah, will this left hand reappear? They spent all this money. Gotta get your money's worth. Yeah, just have nail polish on it, and they'll be like, no, it's a lady's hand. <laughs> Very girthy lady's hand. <laughs> Puts a, put some fur on it. Now it's a gorilla hand. Was that uh, girthy birthy? Was that her hand there? <laughs> girthy birthy. It's the best I came up with. Yeah. Thanks, sister. Poor girthy birthy. She's the one who's wearing that hat. Um, <laughs> while they're in the woods, they bump into John Lockhart. He, uh, he kind of stops them with his shotgun and kind of also wants to sort of chase them out of the woods. It's not safe here for them, and... Uh, He's played by a character actor, Ron Canada. Yeah, and he's the best character in this episode, I thought. I mean, he's a great, he's very watchable. Yeah. He didn't have much to do. I don't know if best character, he didn't have a lot to do. Because he shows up, tells them they should probably go. The sheriff shows up to take the, like, they call the sheriff. And they're like, well, here, take this arm. And they're like, sheriff, now do you believe that something happened here? He's like, yeah, bears. I believe bears happened here. Please leave my town. Yeah. <laughs> and so they kind of end on the, again. They're like, we don't want you here. Please get to this city. And Derek's just like, you know what? I didn't get a chance to poke that arm enough. I know. That was this whole scene. I, I, my note was, I'd also arrest them for this. Because the next scene is they go to a funeral home. Yeah. And uh, Jason plays a character at the funeral home. Did you catch the name of that character? The name? No. His his uh, his undercover name is John Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't catch that. <laughs> He's crying about his recently deceased grandmother. And uh, Derek uses him that as a distraction to the extremely creepy funeral homeowner yeah. shot like from underneath like up at him so he looks like the grip keeper or something the basic point of it is wouldn't it be creepy if you worked in a funeral home you'd be this creep it's like no no you'd be a normal person this guy looks like a mole person yeah this guy does look like a mole person <laughs> but the whole point is while jason's distracting him by crying Derek goes into the morgue and like looks through dead bodies He's poking and then around he pokes literally pokes around and then actually takes the hand out of the bag it was for, for no reason this is all done like through a pov shot like this is all mm-hmm. in that kind of found footage shot of it so he only has one hand to do it so he's trying to open the ziploc bag with one hand it's the most like so it's very awkward watching him flop around the arms just flopping everywhere he's trying <laughs> to pull it out and he finally gets it out and he just shoves the camera into the wound <laughs> and then so he can send the footage to poor lan who that's what she gets to deal with yeah. all the time and I also, I don't know if you could just show footage to someone and be like, what kind of animal bit this thing off? I don't know if it works that way. I, I feel like with the technology they're currently working with on other aspects of their life, not really there yet in terms yeah. of forensic science. Just guessing. I will say, though, I very much enjoyed them setting up a wireless network, like a, a, wi- a <laughs> Wi-Fi hotspot with their cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Fair not f- think that was possible, but they like plug the laptop into a cell phone and then beam the image of the bear wound to land across the country. And I was like, that's some uh, good use of technology. Whatever works, right? It, I'm very, very ahead of its time. Making me really, really appreciate modern day because so much of this episode could have just been taken care of on an iPhone. That is true. That yeah. is true. 
we kind of get a scene here where Lan is, you know, given the responsibility of trying to find out whether this is a bear attack by taking this wound to some guy at a university. This is the second time they've done this. Remember they did the expert yeah, in episode one There was or a two? piano expert who dropped by. They didn't name him. He's just there suddenly. He's just like, that's a pastiche of every piece of music that's ever been written. Yeah. <laughs> and then and this guy's like, yeah, I could look into uh, the bite bite marks. Also, I'm going to hit on you nonstop to pour. And again. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's just, and I what I like is that he just keeps commenting how much better she looks than what she looked like before. It's such a there, neg. If, if there's one thing one person wants to hear is how ugly they used yeah. to be. Well, what's weird? No, no. She took off her glasses. What's, yeah. what's <laughs> crazy is in the first episode, she had a very different look with glasses. Yeah. Mm. So they're commenting on a character redesign from the pilot for, it's bizarre. Like I, I'm like, I've never seen, this show has been done it a couple of times. Where they, they're like, let's comment on something we did earlier yeah. that we've walked it, away from. It's the equivalent of they recast someone after the pilot and they'd be like, didn't you look different before? Like, no, you don't have to call attention to it. No. But they've decided to. I mean, this guy really wants a date with Lan and he's like, he's, he knows she likes Derek and he's just like, listen, what does he have that I don't? I have a job. He just has tattoos. Like he's really, really trying to like, I don't know, like do something to Derek to get her. But like, he's like, I'm gainfully employed. Date me. But regardless, he just, he's like, yeah, I'll take this arm and figure yeah, out all the information for Derek. I have a question though. What are Derek's tattoos? Have we seen a single no. tattoo on him? No, he wears too many shirts. I like I try I was trying to think I'm like he doesn't strike me as a particularly tattooed man so far. I think it'll be a plot line later. A cool tattoo comes to life like that next month. Exactly. Ooh, place your bets. What's the tat? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's the it, Tasmanian it, Devil. Oh yeah, I thought it was just gonna be um, a barbed wire tattoo. <laughs> no, I think Taz is probably Taz. much better. Anyway, well, well, that's kind of happening. They do their own little bit of a research sequence where. Uh, they, Chloe goes off to the public library and discovers that that Lockhart guy who was wielding that shotgun, he had a son who went missing 30 years ago. And it seems like these attacks in the forest are cyclical every 30 years. Mysteries. Mm. <laughs> I get to just the excitement guys, of all of us. Like, are very oh, yeah, every 30 years. That's good. Interesting. <laughs> so uh, they, they take a drive out to uh, visit Lockhart to kind of maybe see if they can get some information about what happened to his son. And we go back to kind of that handheld POV camera shots. And they're hiding. I don't know why they're hiding from him. He pulls up and they're like, hide, hide. All right, now let's walk over and talk to him. So they start walking toward him. And Lockhart leans out his car. He's just like, hey, don't look behind you. And uh, Jason swings around with the camera. And there is a bear behind them. <laughs> a giant bear. There is a bear problem. Yeah. Which was weird. That's weird that there is a bear problem. There is a bear problem. It's accurate. The problem is bears. Yeah. The freaky link is bears. <laughs> it's it's crazy because they like they're cutting kind of camera swipes to this bear chasing them and them running toward mm -hmm. him. And I guess Lockhart shoots the bear. Yeah, because we cut from that to them drinking moonshine to calm their nerves in his barn. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's just a giant dead bear out in the out parking garage. Don't no worry, Lockhart will get to that later. I'll make a little skip for a coat out of it. It'll be great. He didn't he didn't kill it. He just wounded it. It's just laying out there. Like moaning mo moaning waiting just like slowly oh. dragging itself <laughs> across his property it's awful God. <laughs> you can hear it in the background mm. <laughs> that's a good do your bear <laughs> that's good that's, that, awesome. that's the best that's bear the best one. yeah um lockhart he kind of gives them his own theory about what's happened he he pulls a tarp off of a totem pole he's got in his in his um barn and he points to the top where he's like see that on top of this totem pole that's the Thunderbird. That's what's killing people. A giant Thunderbird. And I'm going to get it. He says it's a Native American legend and also an ancient evil. 
which is i think the second time we've had an ancient evil i, I mean gotta have some ancient evils in here. yeah i mean it's the thing that he's not right either so yeah <laughs> well he's he's just he he stole a totem pole from somewhere and then he's just put together the theory i think and i mean i might be wrong and i'm not an expert of this I thought totem poles were more of like a coastal thing, like on the West Coast with like the Haida Kwai and stuff. I thought that was where, like, not necessarily in the Appalachian Mountains. So this this brings me to an inconsistency that is just about to unfold. Is We've already figured out that every 30 years these attacks happen. Yeah. But then at some point someone mentions migration patterns of the Thunderbird. This right. is maybe later. Sorry, five minutes. I mean, spoilers, yeah, we're, but... we're, we're getting into it. Yeah. Anyways, I have questions, but the totem pole again. I thought that was West Coast. I I, I feel like he stole it from a museum, and he just like like <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah, how did he get this? Also, would they not all be thinking, yeah, it's just bears at this point? We, well, there is attacked, that bear just just, just literally did the attack around. them. Yeah, he, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah just like, dragging its wounded body across, just case leaving closed. a big old blood smear. Yeah, case <laughs> closed. But Lockhart has a plan for the Thunderbird. He's got some dynamite. And he's going to feed it to the Thunderbird. This is yeah. his whole plan. Which I was like, oop, Chekhov's dynamite. Here we yeah. go. There's worse plans. It's it's true. Uh, they get a call from Lan kind of at the end of this. And Lan comes back with some information from her bear guy. Um, not a bear bite. It resembles more a pelican mm-hmm. biting through a fish. So this bird theory is really starting to pan out. <laughs> um, but this is the moment where Derek has a sudden wave of inspiration. And we finally see why he's the leader of Freaky Links. Yeah, so they essentially go chumming, right? Is what you would, you would refer to this as? Well, what happens is he says, as any freaker would know, <laughs> this reminds me of a very particular photograph. Yeah, right, right. And he has Lan sh- basically email them the photograph, a Civil War photograph, um, man in uniform from the Civil War, standing over top of a, it's, it's not a pterodactyl, it's a pteranodon that was apparently shot back in the Civil War. Yeah, it wasn't, but... It's a, apparently because I think all of us looked it up after, and this is one of those. Uh, it's a popular uh, like urban legend. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you look at the photo, you're like, oh yeah, that's not real. No. Although people, as I was saying earlier, I read one website, and the guy's point was, uh, fact, it's true. <laughs> so, so point him. But yes, Derek remembers this from his previous research that perhaps these uh, pteranodons have lived to modern day, and and they go get some deli meat. And they go chumming. They drive around in their car, throwing deli meat out the window, hoping to attract this pteranodon. They do. Yeah. It attacks their car. Everyone, that always works. That's what you get for throwing hot dogs out your window for a couple miles. I mean, I don't know what the plan was, because like basically they're like, oh, it worked. It's attacking us. Oh, no, it's attacking us. (laughs) We didn't think this through. (laughs) But they, they get attacked. They drive out and find the sheriff. And they're like, sheriff, we figured it out. It's not bears. It's this flying monster. And then Sheriff's like, uh, uh, it's probably bears still, but um, how about this? How about you just leave my town like they've <laughs> asked you repeatedly, and I will deal with this. As I've told you, as the law enforcement professional, I am, I swear to you, I am trying to handle this. Please leave my town. He's I love the Sheriff. He's so reasonable all the time. He's just like, listen, I don't want to tell you what it is. I like You get the sense he probably knows what's going on. He's just like, I'm trying to take care of it. You're not helping me. They never really do explain why the sheriff and I'm assuming the government is hiding this. It, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess the idea is this basic idea of maybe the like mid to late 90s. It's just like everything was a conspiracy and there's always these uh, people that are controlling everything. But I was like, 
but why? I got the sense the sheriff, and maybe you have a different idea, Joe, but I got the sense the sheriff wasn't so much covering up as he just was like trying to protect people. He's just like, I just want everyone off the streets. I know this happens every 30 years. He actually says it some ways. He's just like, I just need to keep everyone safe for this week. Right, because it's someone else's problem. And in 30 years, someone else can deal with it. Yeah. He says, what, I have a town full of beer drinkers whose sole mission is to go bear hunting now? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That sounds like a nightmare. He he did seem like he was reasonably just trying to protect people. Yeah. Less than like cover it up maybe, but he goes and visits uh, Lockhart to chat with him a bit, which is a weird scene because the first time we ever like leave the Freakulance crew and kind of see an interaction between two characters, but he talks to Lockhart and he says something about like, they're deep, dark monsters or something, which triggers something in Lockhart where he's just like, oh, the monster. It must be in caves under the ground. And that sort of sends Lockhart up on his mission. And we cut back to Derek and the Freaky Links crew. And they also have a similar moment where they're like, caves, we got to go find some caves. Yeah. It was an odd thing for them not to all be together when they figure it out. But I guess what it is is Land digs up some old writing from the Civil War where it's just like, yeah, we found that monster in a cave. And they're like, all right, well, let's let's go find a cave. And we kind of get them driving out to the old campsite where they found the body originally. And somehow Derek gets lost in the first, like... they He just takes off. He just runs away and yeah. leaves yeah. them. And I was just like, could you not have the rest of the characters in this scene? I don't... Like, they, he leaves Jason and Chloe behind because you wouldn't want Jason to be involved in anything. Doesn't even say, like, I just can't wait. I can't wait for them. He, like, jumps into the car and just, like, runs into the forest. Yeah. If ever there was an episode where you could tell every single actor had a different schedule, this was it. Right. <laughs> like, they filmed it over six months. <laughs> right. But we kind of get into this sort of the final sequence of the show where it's all handheld again. Derek goes in the cave. He finds Lockhart. Lockhart's been injured, but he's just like, I found her and I'm going to get her now. And he like lights, he lights a stick of dynamite. Spot on, by the way. Spot yeah, on. That's, that's his, his Australian <laughs> accent. <I was> doing. <laughs> um, and like the, the cave's covered in human bones. And then Derek's attacked by the Pteranodon. It like grabs him, but because it's in handheld, all we ever kind of see are like flapping wings and like mm-hmm. we never really get a full shot of it. Derek seems to be dragged through the tunnel and is knocked unconscious. The sheriff arrives and saves Derek. And as he's dragging him out of the cave, they turn they, the camera falls down and we just see like boxes of dynamite are on fire. Like they, apparently there's just so much dynamite in this cave. Lockhart's really mm-hmm. come to finish the job. And we just cut back to a wide shot and like a huge explosion happens. And I guess what we kind of are supposed to infer from all of this, I guess. Lockhart got in there, set his dynamite off. The sheriff managed to get there in time to save to save Derek. And in fact, Derek will ask, like, what happened to Lockhart? He's like, oh, I found him too, but he was already dead, so I left his body in there. Yeah, long gone. And what I really like, though, is as, as he's been saved, the sheriff saves Derek, pulls him out of his cave, and Derek's, like, so surprised that this this man who was stymieing his investigation the whole time saved him. He's like, I can't believe you saved me. And uh, the sheriff's just like, literally all I've been trying to do is save you. Like he says, he's like, that's all I've been trying to do is save you. Like, what do you mean you're surprised I saved you? It it was a nice like turn of that like evil town, small yeah. town sheriff. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm, I'm literally, I'm doing my job. I'm trying to protect people. And and that's another one for the case files. It's true. They they, they It all wraps up and uh, basically ends with Derek going to sit on his couch back home. And he smells his pillow and he's like, smells Lance perfume on him. He's like, hey, maybe something could happen between us. Maybe this love story can blossom. Wrap up this freaky link with yeah. a love story. Yeah, because <laughs> no one cares. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, those are kind of the two episodes. Two mole people, flying lizard. Two two great episodes. Two great freaky links to, to get into. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> While painting. While painting. And then rewatching later to be like, what? 
A question though. What sure. Col- what color do you choose? Uh, oh, for my room, mm-hmm. um, Snow White is nice. uh, three of the walls. And then, of course, because it's not my property <laughs> and I have to really think about how much painting I want to do in the future, one really, really dark green wall. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. It's looking okay. I probably could have done with another coat, um, but I'm going to call it a faux suede finish and leave it. There's always more episodes of Freaky Legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole apartment painting. Mm-hmm. Do some neighbor's apartments. It's all good. I mean, we can get to the rating soon, but what what did you think of the show, really, Joe? Like, how did you how did you feel about it after having like kind of watched it a couple times apparently, and then chatted about it now for like an hour and a half? I mean, such a snapshot of a very specific time for me that I lived through. Like, I yeah, I mean, not specifically bear hunting or anything like that. But they don't like, tell yourself short. Yeah, you just did deal with those mole you, people, though. <laughs> and you wounded a couple bears and I, just left them. To I die. mean, I've I've been through some shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, just the <laughs> when he's recording his blog post and it has he has um, Microsoft Paint open in the background. I don't know if anyone else noticed <laughs> no, I didn't that. Notice that. Yeah, he's editing the photo of the Civil War. Uh, <laughs> And it's in Microsoft Paint. Wonderful. Uh, it also has the giant flashing record sign. I'm like, great. I wondered, like, did he even have like pinball on that? It is a it is a real snapshot of a particular time in computers and internet. Yeah. yeah. What would be great is if they did a shot where they just kept pulling out, and then you see that none of his stuff's plugged in. Yep. He's just insane the whole time. <laughs> His screen's just blank. He, he just talks to his computer yeah. all day and smells his pillows. <laughs> they don't smell like a girl. They just smell like him. <laughs> oh, no. Smell like sadness and farts. <laughs> um, I mean, having just come off the kind of the pilot episodes, which we didn't talk too much about, but they were the pilots in the second episode were pretty uneven, and one of them was actually quite bad. Yeah, these ones were a step up for sure. Like I felt like. Oh, this maybe this show isn't as terrible as it could be. Like, it's not a perfect show by any means, but yeah. certainly at least was finding a tone that was a little more on the fun side. Yeah. And uh, I, I did like one thing I did like is I never quite knew what the monster was going to be at the end. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, it could be anything really. And in some ways, that's kind of fun. I'm just like, all right, sure, whatever weird thing. And it did feel not like an X Files episode where they always kind of need a scientific explanation in an X Files episode. These things were like, it could be anything. Like it literally could be an alligator. Who cares? Like, yeah, we got I, it on camera. But I think on. part of that though is there's so much setup in this show that they always only have about five minutes of action or a reveal of stuff. And I think it's purposely done that way. There's a lot of like you said, like red herrings, and they're kind of it's the journey. It's not the most interesting sort of journey of finding things out, but it always kind of goes in a weird direction at some point. You're like, oh, I didn't see that coming because that seems odd. And that's, I guess, a bonus. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I definitely thought it was a step up from the previous two episodes. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I liked the uh, the pterodactyl episode way better. Well, let's let's write it then. I mean, let's start with uh, subject: Edith Keeler must die. The, the mole people episode. We usually rate things on kind of the IMDb ten star scale, so like somewhere between one and ten. And you can do point fives if you want to. That's totally fine. But how how do you feel about that first episode? In the grand scheme of television or this show? I, I th- it's usually we base it on kind of like science fiction tv can be bad but you can still enjoy it like oh. i think this is more of like for you like what was your enjoyment level when you're like when you watched it where you're like oh, that was that was that was a, not a bad saturday afternoon or like oh, i can't believe i had to watch that for even five minutes kind of thing <laughs> uh let's give that a, a six a six eh solid six what about you jordan how do you feel about the mole people 
five point five. Five point five. Which, by the way, I think is my highest score I've given wow. on this show. I I I think it's a six point five for me. I mm. I I think you're wrong. I had a, I had a, <laughs> I had a fun time. I actually thought Did it was you? a fun episode. It was like like it's still obviously a bit of a mess. But I don't think six point five is saying it's artwork. It's just like I'm like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like it's not a waste of time. It was it was it was far more enjoyable than the first two, and it was like just weird enough and interesting enough to kind of like hold my attention. So I'm give it a six point five. All right. Yeah. And uh, what about the second episode? Subject colon this something like that. Oh, it's hard <laughs> to pronounce. In relation to my last rating, I'm going to give this one a seven. Seven, eh? Yeah. All right. Jordan. As tradition, I'm going to go 0.5 lower, 6.5. It, w- it was my favorite episode so far. Oh, great. Uh, sorry, I thought you went 0.5 lower than your last rating. No, no lower than it's Joe's. like Price is Right rules. Yeah, that's right. You keep underbidding me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I'm going to give it... I think it's a 7 for me, too. I think it wasn't a perfect episode, but like I was really excited when it was a flying dinosaur at the end. I was like, this is, this is fun. Did not see that coming this is a fun at time. all. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very fun time. And... Because last week's episodes were so bad, mm-hmm. and we are technically, it's only a 13-episode series, so we're a quarter of the way through the show. Joe, it means we might have to take the escape pod. If the show falls below a 5.0 average, we can kind of bail out of the series early. Oh. Just because Jordan can't sit through. <laughs> it's not just me. It's one of the rules. It's one of the official rules. you got to establish boundaries. Yeah, like, exactly. Right from the bat. Um, so I have to pull up the continuum drag computer here. I don't think we're taking beep, it. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the sound of it. And we're going to see if uh, if we're firing up the old escape pod. I honestly think we're going to. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? You don't think the scores are low enough? No. Lower than a five? After last week? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, my God. Well, let's find out. We punch oh. these numbers in. Okay, hold on. Let me... I'll blow some dust off the machine. That's some, that's, that's some money uh, there, right there in the sound beep, effects. Beep, 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 beep. Lovely. The numbers are in the series average currently, 4.95. Oh! <laughs> and we're out. So I don't think we're going to watch anymore. I'm I'm honestly very disappointed because next episode was the Desert Squid episode. Well, we, we have to wrap. Are we going to watch? You know, here's the thing. We're going to wrap up with one more episode, right? Is what we're going to do. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll have to watch the last one, though. So why don't we do this just for you? Why don't we watch Squid Boy and last episode? All right, we'll watch the Desert Squid. Yeah, why don't we do that? I just want to see what the Desert Squid's all about. I, know. I saw that coming up on my YouTube queue, and I was like, well, maybe. <laughs> Something about the idea of a Desert Squid, I'm very excited about. So, so, and it doesn't matter, because these apparently are all uh, aired out of order, too. And oh. I, apparently, it was one of those things where like fans were like, that's what ruined the show. I was like, no, 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 it wasn't. It was, the show is not good. That's what ruined it. <laughs> that show was limping It's not like, like oh, you, episode, you put episode four instead of one? Who cares? They're both bad. All right, then. Well, that, that settles it. <laughs> Just stop the anger. So what? They're both bad. <laughs> yeah. That settles it, I guess. So we'll be back next week for a final episode of Freaky Links, where I'll get my desert squid, and then we'll get the last episode. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, call, we'll move on to something new after that. But uh, sorry, Freaky Links, but uh, you, you just barely, you just barely couldn't make it. Uh, and you know what? It is my fault because I related to those first two episodes so badly. Mm-hmm. They were bad, bad episodes. They so were. They deserved it. Um, so Freaky Links you're getting what's coming to you in the meantime Joe thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure I, hopefully these weren't too terrible I'm glad you got some work done while you got to watch them <laughs> it was a productive week yeah <laughs> um, and uh, 
Listener, if you want to complain about how quickly we're leaving Freaky Links, uh, keep it to yourself. Literally um, no one's going to complain about that. <laughs> but you can email us at continuandrag at gmail.com. And this week we'll probably have uh, some glimpse of a pterodactyl on on uh, social media. A mole person. Um, Binks eating face. Some, yeah, someone eating a rat. Like someone eating a rat, maybe. Uh, the left arm you have to watch out for in future mm-hmm. episodes. Oh, yes. This left arm. If the arm makes it into the desert squid episode, will you continue just for the sake of research? Just to watch for more arms? Um, the answer is no. Jordan's head is shaking. <laughs> no. Not, not going to happen, apparently. Um, yeah, you can follow us at Continuum Drag on Twitter and Instagram. And I guess that about wraps it up. So, uh, listener, thanks for joining us. And Jordan, I'll see you next week. See you then. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rick Siedler. Produced by Jordan Delick and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Younes, Adam Wheatner, Jeff Hanley, Jane McRae, and Stephen Packard. <laughs> <laughs>